0: Havili was magic, the shift gone for Crotty, boom, far down you go, Quackett Smith, me oh my, I have not enjoyed that, yes boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, and enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the Draft Rugby Show, I'm your host Kagi and I'm joined by my co-hosts, brothers Harry and Nelson, to talk some rugby and some fantasy rugby. Gents, uh, rugby's back, Stan's awesome. Uh, With our draft order just in, hot off the press, and our draft coming up on Thursday night, is there truly a better time to be alive? There's a lot going on, a lot to talk about. How are we feeling,
2: mate? I'm I'm pretty happy. I mean, it's been the first time in the last couple years that you know we're we're one round into Super Rugby, and I haven't lost any fantasy yet. So, (laughs) kudos to you. Well, he still didn't make top four though. (laughs) Yeah, and I got fifth. And both of you guys are below me, so
0: yeah, it's all right. The yeah. random random allocation, I've got no yeah. problems. When we've got our wooden spooner picking first this year, that means I consider, <laughs> it doesn't my, count, I it? consider myself fifth pick.
2: Yeah, and I consider myself four. I'm happy with top four. Yeah, it's good.
1: And look, I I am not I can't be sure, but Harry, I, I believe you you almost gave me a guarantee that with your team you randomly got allocated that um you were definitely going to come last in our draft order and I think did you even say that um, if you didn't uh, you just swap position with me I, I think I remember something like that or, or you did you gonna not
0: say anything of the sort I said you could no, have swapped no. pre-game but you didn't want to because you realised they had the worst looking team in the world but yeah okay so look I thankfully, did, um... thankfully uh, somehow my team of bums really lifted.
1: They did, they did and, and and whilst I wasn't as excited as you guys uh, For Isaiah Parisi to be in my team um, He certainly served me really well So um,
2: yeah, just, a, just a bit of a thing for everyone who hasn't read it We just did a super six format for this So you got one in every sort of category of positions One front rower, one lock, one back rower Randomly allocated And Craig's, his highlight was Parisi Who got a red
0: card uh, Minus minus twenty points, that's not too good and I would just like to point out, I'm pretty sure it was about five minutes before that, that Nelson said, you just watch. He could be a wal this year. He's going to get over <laughs> I say, No,
2: I didn't say this year. I said he End was...
0: quote. <laughs> no, I'm excited
2: more for him than Dalgunna. We all know how good Dalgunna is.
1: <laughs> no, but anyway, it was a good night. We got all the OG League draft members together. Well, almost all, uh, except for the Spoon. Um, and, uh, yeah, watched both games. And, uh, look, I touched on it before. How awesome was Stan? Just a... A breath of fresh air into um, rugby in Australia, and um, that broadcasting was awesome.
2: Yeah, they uh, they show you put a little bit of effort in, and it actually pays off. You know, they they had tripled the the viewer numbers than we did with the same match last year. So a little bit of effort, free to air, makes a big difference. Still a long way to go, but you know, with that that performance, I think we'll we'll get some bigger numbers moving forward.
1: Exactly, very exciting, and like getting check. I mean, we've got the rub- rugby. What is it called? He- rugby heaven? Heaven.
2: Yep, Rugby Heaven tomorrow, show up. Yep. Mid-week, mid- midweek show, which will be great. But, man, let's get into the meat and veg. I'm keen. To- True. I was going to
1: say, those viewer numbers, it'll be close. Rugby Heaven and the draft rugby show, like, you know, they'll be head-to-head, but um, we'll okay. we'll keep that battle going. So look, um, if, like us, you were still to draft or newly listening to the pod, do yourself a favour and go back and check out last week's initial draft preview podcast uh, where we discussed, you know, the um, all the best players in each position, value increases, value drops, the Vulp, things like that, everything you needed to know for your draft. Um, and before that, we also did a standalone episode, Super Rugby AU preview and a Super Rugby to rower preview. Um, particularly that draft podcast last week, Harry has broken down conveniently into little sections and videos for each position and whatnot. Um, and they were very well received last week. So if you haven't, haven't checked them out, do yourself a favor, you'll get them on YouTube Um like, subscribe, leave comments, do all those things that tick the metrics. Yeah, um, big,
2: big thing from Harry, those bite sized videos. I think that's great. I think that's really what we should have been doing from the get go. So moving forward, that's a going to be a good source of info for us. You don't want to have to listen to Craigs for too long.
1: That's true. No, we definitely, we listen to the audience and we're, and Harry's uh, spent, um, what, double the time editing the videos this week to put them into bite sized. Um, it, uh, yep. Yeah. Easy.
0: Basically, just double the time spent. That's good. <laughs> Love it.
1: <laughs> how good. Um. All right. And uh. Yeah. We uh. Look. Our draft is on Thursday night. We'll put up our draft spreadsheet, like our template for how we use it, same as we did last year. Uh, I know we got a lot of people that use that, but um. Yeah. Let's get into the pod for tonight, though. So for entree, we're going to look at Super Rugby AU round one. Um. Talk about those games. For main course, we're going to preview draft rugby round one which is Super Rugby AU Round 2 and Super Rugby Aotearoa Round 1 combined. For dessert, we are going to revisit the work rate players from 2020. So I'm not quite sure why we're doing this, giving away all these secrets to our uh, fellow OG League draft members days before the draft. But um, look, uh, certainly the players that, once you get a a, a few down from those top picks, the ones that really are going to bring you some value. So the workmen. Um, if you will. And we didn't have any list. I don't think we put a call out for listening questions tonight. So um, we didn't reckon we can breeze past that. We don't even mention it. We'll just have to uh, listen to us But very good. Let's get into the entree then. The um, buy was the Rebels uh, who I don't know whether they're going to have to flee Melbourne again for the whole season. Good luck to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nelson, do you want to take us – no, sorry, Harry was going to take us through the Reds and the Waratahs. And you'll note I'm the only one wearing some Waratahs kits still. I believe Harry goes for the Reds now. Um, and more on that from Harry.
0: Typical Harry. Yeah, no, I I don't think that's fair. I I think uh, – You did say that. No, that is not what I said. I did not say <laughs> that I go for the Reds now. I'll just check the exact, uh, the exact statement I made. The transcript. I basically said with Jake Gordon getting injured in this game, which I'm going to touch on in a moment – If they make Alex Newsome the captain of the Waratahs, then I will support the Reds. I don't care if the Waratahs go down punching and lose every game, but God, do not make Alex Newsome the captain. You're pretty flaky.
2: I think if he doesn't get made captain and we get another score like that, you'll flake out too. Angus Bell for captain,
1: but if it was up to Nelson, Isaiah Parisi would be made captain.
2: (laughs) If it was up to me, it would be Angus Bell or Carlo Tuzano.
0: All right, Sorry. guys, spoilers, spoilers. These are my notes for the preview. Okay, so look, returning, obviously, a host of guys coming back from injury in the preseason, but uh, we'll, we'll leave those out because that's all up on the Casualty Ward blog. You had the Reds take this one 41-7, pretty one-sided affair, five tries to one over the Tars. You did have a couple of big injuries to the Waratahs, whereas the Reds got off scot-free. Jake Gordon, El Capitano went down with an ankle sprain, a bad-looking ankle sprain where his foot kind of got jarred and twisted, which which... which is a kind of, likely mechanism for a syndesmosis injury basically he's grabbing high up on his ankle as well which is another indication of that i think he's having scans on monday so we haven't heard exactly how bad that is yet but if it is a syndesmosis injury basically you double the recovery time so let's say best case he's back in six weeks quite likely he's not in for 10 or 12 weeks so i i reckon we're quite likely to see that the end of his super rugby AU competition competition which is a massive loss uh, on top of that joey walton kind of limped off with an ankle injury. Injury, obviously, nowhere near as bad the way he got off the field one, one or two weeks, you know, if it's a low grade ankle sprain. So you, you might even find them just say, hey, if you can strap it up and get on with it, we really need some con- some continuity. Uh, and also, Isaiah Parisi, we've touched on, he got a three-week ban for that tip tackle on Hunter Paisami. Apparently, was six weeks downgraded because he hasn't played. He played rugby league for the last two years, so they felt bad for him. So they half the uh, the ban. <laughs> so they thought that was a soft tackle because
1: he'd become a <laughs> that's,
0: that's right. That's <laughs> right. So possession territory on this one was favouring the Reds, 56 and 57% uh, respectively. Waratahs, I thought, looked really, really good to start the game. They were throwing the ball wide and kind of getting their attacking shapes. This just in,
2: with scans confirming a syndesmosis injury.
0: Right. It doesn't actually confirm how long he's out, though. Maybe read the next sentence. Hot off the press. Um, And look, I think it's worth mentioning that we've got, in Harry and
1: Nelson, we have two qualified health experts, podiatrist and physio, really to break down the injuries, uh, and you'll find that in the casualty ward.
0: Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, So, look, just to touch on what I was saying before, sorry, Jake Gordon kind of really saved what was looking like a good at Waratah's attack, but watching back today, the Reds did have it completely covered. They uh, The Waratahs did very well, Jake Gordon, running that kind of rat play to score in the corner and kind of create something out of nothing. But offload from that. As much as the shape, yeah, Maddox offload. As much as the shape looked good, the Reds did have it covered. So I, I don't think it was probably quite as... Uh, at the time, we thought, oh, here we go. You know, the Waratahs win the trial and now the first try, it's all going our way. It probably was us reading into it a little bit too much, getting a bit too excited all together, hanging out, watching the game. But, of course, that was kind of where it all changed. In the ninth minute, the Reds started their kind of uh, takeover of the game. They scored three tries in nine minutes to make it 27-7. to seven shortly before halftime, or it's probably only actually about 25 minutes into the game. Attacking-wise, the Reds had the run of all the stats, 431 to 326 run metres. They had 11 to 5 line breaks, so pretty dominant there, 9 to 4 offloads as well, uh, picking up, I guess, where they where they left off from last year with that kind of aggressive play and that, <clears> that enterprising play. There was a few things in attack there in those first two Reds tries, which I thought were pretty line ball. Forward passes, the first one from James O'Connor, the second one from Fraser McWright. Both of them, I can see why they might not be called, but I know there was a bit of blow up and debate in our group, even among some of us. It wasn't one sided, but I would have thought at least that James O'Connor passes forward out of the hands. But it
2: was hard yeah. with the angle. I mean, the, one of the discussions coming out of the match was if they have all the angles, can they not show us that correct angle that they make the decision out of? Like they just showed us that one angle on replay. Show us some other angles. Was one of the you know nitpicky things about the broadcasting there? Maybe
1: sure. I'd be interested to hear what some of our listeners think. Tell us how many angle, how many degrees do we add on uh, as Waratahs fans to uh, to that to
0: that pass? Probably one of those ones where if it had gone the other way, I would have been saying the other thing. If I'm being honest, <laughs> oh, I see this one. Uh, yeah, you got no idea. So, uh, look, there, there was some good play from the Reds, which I think has started to become a bit of a staple of how they attack, where they, they run like a pistons, open side, then short side again. And apparently, the, you know, the, their attacking coach will basically play this pattern a lot. The idea is he tries to really flood that short side to get numbers down and then throw it back out wide. And James O'Connor s- uh, slid around with Geordie Pataya, and they scored a very good try down that side to open up the scoring, which was really, really cool to see. Um, bad thing for the Tars to me, you know, their defence was number one only 79 percent having said that the reds 77 as well so terrible both sides um but also on top of that the reds managed to score a, a short passing try a scr- attacking scrum try and a a wide ball out the back and a short side try. So they basically scored in every way they possibly could. The only highlight for the Tars in defence was uh, Mr. Worldwide. His new nickname, Carlo Tazzano, of course, named after Pitbull, made 25 tackles. We actually thought it was 26, so a bit disappointing it's dropped off there. (laughs) Um, Look, other than that, the lineouts sucked on both ends, 75 and 80%, but they were awful. The Waratahs scrum sucked. To the fantasy points, Filippo Dungunu, 65 points, a couple of tries, eight runs for 99 metres, three line breaks, five tackle busts. Also had some good performances from Fraser McWright with 61. Siru Uru, who looked really good at 46 points. Alex Murphy, 40 points. The Tars' best was Jack Maddox on 49, and Tizano, 38 points on the back of all those tackles.
1: I think that's bang on. Sarah Uru might have found himself uh, his his spot in there at uh, at lock. I just mean not not with Luke Selica, a lot of coming back, but uh, the reserve lock for sure. He was he was amazing. So yeah,
2: um, the fact that he can cover both is very positive. And
1: the real question is, Nelson, who is still your favourite? Is it Fraser McWright or is it the man with your same haircut, <laughs>
0: Fraser colour? McWright Still, I think he actually Tazana cut his hair after you. I think did so. look.
2: I mean, if if he you're did. twenty and you shave your head, you don't you give no fucks.
1: That's it. He's <laughs> ready. For ready for prison. All right. Fantastic. Um, well, I guess I'm going to take us through the game. Second game of the evening, um, the force and the Brumbies, uh, the force going, the Brumbies going uh, on, on top of this one, 27 to 11, mm-hmm. three tries to one. Um, yeah, look, it was a good game. The force looked promising. Um, are they going to get that elusive win this year? Uh, I think when we tipped, uh, tipped it earlier in the year, I, I where did you guys have the force in finishing?
2: Fifth.
0: Do we all have uh, it in fifth? I think I had them fifth th- as well, yeah.
2: I think we did. But I, we did all say they'll, they'll get a win this year. True. And, and we're, now, probably... we're now all
1: worried that, it, that that win will come against the Task.
2: No, we're not worried. It's going to happen. Okay.
1: <laughs> inevitable. It's inevitable. That's what's going to happen. Okay. Um, all right, returning for this one. Uh, no one really returning. There's no real notable injuries. So just kind of everyone returning, round one. Uh, we'll call it that. Uh, injuries during the game. Or pre-game, rather. Kyle Godwin, uh, an ankle pre-game. Harry, do okay. we know anything I, else? I heard
0: two different con- contrasting reports, but fracture, I heard, um, oh. which would be pretty severe. You know, obviously six weeks bare minimum, but probably a little bit longer than that. So bad news for him.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's also bad news for Force fans because it means we'll see more of Marcel Baraki, unfortunately. But um, look, uh, I just mean he, he fits into the equation somehow. There, um, musicians, but... I mean, yeah, not at all. But yeah, go on. Andrew Reddy. uh <laughs> He was on paternity leave, so he was unavailable, which saw uh, the youngster Jack Win- Jack Winchester. Is it Jack? Yeah. Um, get off the bench. So uh, I think Jack's 19 or something and kind yeah. of very late signing after Nelson's uh, top fantasy pick from last year, Julian Montoya, did not sign for the force. Um, so into the game. Uh, possession and territory. The force had the rubber the green. There was 58% possession and territory. Is that, wow, I wouldn't have thought that almost. Um, meters, though, uh, the attacking stats is where we tell the story of the game the Brumbies 508 to 337, 25 to 18 tackle bust, and the big one 10 to 1 line breaks. Um, That's not the story right far out. The force had zero attack, exactly. We were saying, uh, look, we're all I big fans have of have Jack. one attack. Yeah, am I you about That's to get what? there? We're me? all big fans of Jack McGregor. <laughs> uh, and we were saying that look, we love Rob Carney, Rob Carney was great. Um but you've got to fit Jack McGregor in there
2: somehow, because um, we just—you need some attack. You can't just have another stable figure there. You need—you need some attack. You need some flair.
0: I was yeah. chatting to one of the Shoot Shield head coaches, won't say which one, and he was basically <clears> saying he watched a bit more of the um, Carney cam after and just said he does not look like a test player anymore. Like He was apparently whinging and blowing up constantly about yeah. players getting taken off the ball, and he was saying this is super rugby. Like the Northern Hemisphere thinks it's soft, but this <laughs> shit happens off the ball all the time. People mm-hmm. are just getting smoked and taken out of the game as people try and get a tactical advantage. And Carney just, I think he was a little bit rattled by the physicality and how much everyone was in his face. He was really... Really assured under the high ball, but he didn't really offer anything in attack, and and I think it was probably at a level he wasn't expecting. Well, mate, if you came down here for a holiday and you
1: know setting up, moving your family down here, you, you wouldn't have expected that was going to happen either. But uh,
2: you would you I mean you you signed with the force? You didn't. I mean to verse the other teams. You didn't. Well, look, I don't think he's expecting. I don't think, I don't think he was
1: expecting to win Super Rugby. Let's put it that way. Um, to claim another title. But uh, no, he um, certainly, yeah, there was interesting, like a, a, some cuts of him throughout the game. He started really energetic and then you kind of just started shouting progressively more during the, throughout the game, getting more angry. It was really funny. But uh, but yeah, uh, a player that did excel, Len Ikitao. We've all been pretty excited about him. Cool weapon. He had a ripper game, nine carries, four tackle busts, about 50 metres, three offloads and a try assist. He just, he looks dangerous. Um, Extremely impressive. And it was very notable him coming up against Tavita Kurandrani. It was kind of the young buck versus the uh, the old bull. Um, but he he was schooling him. He got around him, burnt him, went through him. He did everything to him. So um, mm. he he held nothing back basically. But uh, defense, uh, we had uh, look ninety one percent tackle success for the Brumbies, eighty for the Force. Penalties fifteen to thirteen, so lots of penalties. Um, and set piece, look, there was a lot of set piece, um, but. Uh, The scrums were all 100% both sides, line outs, uh, 100% to the force. And the Brumbies only lost one. Uh, Yeah, I think the only other points from this game really is, uh, look as the force, have they have quite a large roster, try and find out who do they start. Tomas Cobelli has to to be starting, you'd think. Just uh, scored the one try for them. Um, I don't know, like... They had a few Argentinians in there. They had Medrano starting. We didn't see Domingo Miotti feature. Lozano obviously was starting as well. I thought he
2: get was a bit good. Yeah, look, I think you got to get Miotti amongst it as well. Cubelli was one of their points. Well, I mean, potentially their only real point of attack as well when he came on with this a sniping little dart. So get these guys amongst and Hopefully adds them a bit, bit more attack. Who do we yeah. have for the um, man of the match, Craigs?
1: Fantasy man of the match, Noah Lolesio. Uh, also fantasy man of the round. Yep. 68 points, one try, three conversions, two penalties, six ga- six runs for 60 metres, yeah. uh, three tackle busts and two line breaks. He looked electric. Mm. Um, what a gun. And uh, for the Brums, otherwise, Neville also impressed. Caden Neville or Caterin. Harry, do you want to give us a Caterin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caterin. Caterin, Caterin. Bringing in the Catering Neville, uh, 50 points. Ikatau, 47. Um, Hansen 44. Slipper, 43. Simone, 40. You could see it was all the Brumbies leading that, really. The Force, Kubeli had 40 points as well. Off the bench. Off, off the bench, yes. The one, the one try for the Force. The takeaway from this, I thought the Brumbies looked good. Uh, the Force, yeah, as we said, they just lack attack. Kind of do have some pretty good de- defense, but um, you've got to put points up on the board, basically. So, yeah.
0: Can I just say, I just saw a one stat. Fergus Lee Warner, I was wondering why he didn't score more points. He made 19 runs. Where is this? And 10 tackles for 36 points. He did nothing with those runs. But wow, yeah. he really was ineffective. But, man, he had the ball in his hands almost every couple of minutes, what it seemed like. He was just always carrying.
1: That's right. I'd be interested to see if he broke any tackles because yeah. I feel like I never saw him break any tackles. You know, we're used to him he, pushing through those post-contact meters. But, yeah, this game he didn't get anywhere.
2: He, he was definitely, you know, utilising tight running. He did run a few angles and things as well, but they just never seemed to come off. They were definitely shut down.
0: He made... Twenty something meters from nineteen runs. Yeah, well, wow. very good.
2: All right. Well, uh, any
1: further points on that game? Or we'll move on to our main course. Uh, previewing draft rugby round one. How good? Can't wait. Team lineups for the Oz teams on Wednesday, and then the nervous and anxious wait for the Kiwi lineups
0: on Thursday as we count down to our draft. But of round one. No the Sunday buys. Games anymore, mate. No Sunday games yeah. should mean we should get all the lineups before the draft.
1: I think there are some Sunday yeah. games.
0: Mm, don't think so. Oh not. no, I think there are.
1: I'm fairly sure there's Sunday games. Kiwis, mate.
2: There's Kiwi's got some Sunday games. Friday, Saturday, Sunday in many weeks is what we're going to get. Well, um, the Kiwis are better with than the Aussies anyway, with that. And the Saffers were the worst with the timing. So that's true. You're right. The, this first matchup.
1: Uh, the buys, hold on. Buys first. Buys for the Western Force and the Chefs. And the first matchup, Nelson's very excited to talk about because it involves most of the fantasy players that will go in the first few rounds of the draft. Oh yeah, um, and yeah. Nelson, take it away.
2: The Highlanders versus the Chiefs. Uh, in I try King. again. Do You want to try that again? Which the team? Highlanders versus the Crusaders. Well done. There we go. I am too excited. Um, look, there's there's a long list we were saying about the the casualty ward. So. Um, go no, if else, if the that's look.
1: the case, I'm happy if you want to pick all your players from the Chiefs and just leave all the Crusaders. That's also that's good with me. So
2: no, that's fine. But there's a lot of people returning because there's there's been a lot of names out, you know, since last season and over the international season as well, and Mita Ten Cup and things along those lines. But names I'm super excited to see back are Cullen Grace, how awesome Solomon Alamalo in his new jersey, um, Milner Scott
0: after a few years out as well. Can you just make sure you you nail some of these I'm pronunciations re- though, mate? It's Alamalo! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Sorry, exactly. Man. You but, don't sound excited. That's all I'm saying.
1: Um,
2: yeah. yeah, it's it's late. I'm getting tired, all right? But there's there's also people missing. Paripari <clears throat> Parkinson's out. Kazuki Himano, he's out still because he's in isolation, actually, until today, the 22nd. So he hasn't been training with his squad yet. Liam Squire's been limping. We're not too sure if he's in or out. Um, Havili Enor. Peck uh bridge with a peck and Matteli with a peck as well. Uh some big names missing for the Crusaders as well. But look have you guys did, did you guys
1: manage to watch any of the pre-season
0: trials on the weekend? I haven't I haven't had a chance. Uh, just, I watched some high I watched the highlights of them and that was about it. Right. Yeah. Very good. Um look, I mean, talk, talking about the highlights for let's let's just
2: jump into jump into how those those trials went. These two teams actually trialed two weeks ago. Um, and the Highlanders were up 26-0 at halftime, looking real solid. And uh, they blew it. <laughs> they lost 28-26. And that is a massive comeback. I think a few you, you know, more of the stronger names that we know of came on for the Crusaders. And there was a few changes in the Highlanders, obviously, as well.
1: I could be wrong. I think they had a penalty goal to um, to win it at the death, and they missed that.
2: Yeah, and and I mean the Crusaders. I don't know what happened. They didn't use the captain's challenge because it was a bit of an iffy one as well, and they didn't they didn't use it or they weren't allowed to use it uh something
0: yeah. you yeah no, no it was just uh, they, they asked to use it the ref said they weren't allowed to for whatever reason i think i can't remember what the ruling was but let's not talk only preview let's let's uh let's talk about the preview of the coming game not review the preseason yeah but it was a, it was a close one harland has got a couple wins and the crusaders
2: got a couple other wins going down to the blues in their game of three halves as well but look alex johnson missing from his head knock so who's going to replace him you just assume it's um, Daniel Leonard Brown, for me, to team up with Dixon and Tokalahi in a relatively strong front row. But realistically, this Crusaders front row is – this F- Crusaders forward pack is, for me, where they're going to – Why, why
1: um, do what? you stop at forwards or back? The, the, yeah. the no,
2: but, I mean, for me, it's – they're just going to be unstoppable in the forwards, which sets that base, you know, for the, the rest of the side – there's a, a few other names sort of missing for the Highlanders, which make them a little bit weaker there. We might see the 36-year-old Brent Evans, 10 years after he played Super Rugby, make his debut for the Highlanders in the locks, um, teaming up with Jack, uh, Josh Dixon, or we might actually see Menaki Selby Rickett as well um, because of Paripari's injury. Um, Joshuani, surely you start him at 10. Hunt's on the bench for me. I, I know you guys both agree with that as well. Yeah. Center pairing, there's no uh, pyre as well with an injury in the trial, an ankle injury. They're hoping
1: um, it's just a sprain, but... Um,
2: yeah, So, but I mean, still, Tomkinson and Collins. That's the way we're seeing this shape up. I think Collins has proven himself that he is a great player, I'd say, at, at center. Much better than he was uh, at fullback. And that back three is is really quite test.
0: I just want to
1: record that I prefer Thomas Amung Jensen over Collins, but that's uh, yeah, that's just me.
0: Now, it's all a name. You have no idea who he even is. Have you ever uh, heard him? I do he's great, he's like a Peter Amung Jensen, he's just bigger.
2: They're, yeah, they're identical twins. Um, <laughs> so and then that the back three. I mean Nureki Alamalo, that is some power there, there's some excitement, and they've also got Connor Garden Baship. Who he showed in the trials that he's a pretty exciting player as
0: well. Been hampered with some injuries in recent years. Yeah, you you just left out All Blacks prospect Nareki. That's the only one thing. I didn't say All Blacks prospect. Yeah, he could
2: play for whatever nation he wanted if he. You just walk into any of them at the moment. In
0: in the trial game last weekend, they decided
1: not to send him back out the second half because they were like, he's too valuable. So we can't get him. Can't have him injured. We need him next week. So Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, and hence yeah, that's. Bad move, just keep him on there for bog minutes. That's what we want to see.
0: <laughs> um, Cullen Grace returning for that six jersey. That I'm, I'm excited to see that, but or is it eight jersey? Man, I mean, he played he eight in the trial. He said eight. he wants to play eight. Yeah, 100%. It could be that that mixes that back row up a fair bit. You know, does Douglas, uh, Fedor Douglas move to six? He can play six. Do you bring someone else in. I well, Sanders. I mean, is it Sanders? Sanders is injured, but I think Ed, Ethan Black out a six, yeah, Cullen yeah, eight was what they used in the in the trial, which I personally am with you. I think it should be Grace at six and Fetu Douglas at eight until Grace has served his apprenticeship a little bit longer. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely not a locked-in combination, yeah, it's is fair. it?
2: Yeah, fair. Oh, and another exciting one here is the, the centers. You know, with the, the names we've, we've listed, Enoa, we thought he could be replaced by Havili in the centers. Havili's missing. So he's not
0: missing. He's got a concussion from last week. He may play. Okay. He it's, might. It's far from a guarantee that he's not playing because you've mentioned it twice now. Stop trying to get them off people's draft lists. he <laughs> will... so he drops
1: down to your pick, mate? Yeah.
0: Stop stop trying to undermine Matter. Right? I think yeah. he should be fifth. We know what you're
1: doing.
2: He should be fifth pick. But look, he, he could be out, meaning we, we could see Leicester Fanganuku coming into outside center. Mm. Uh, there has been a predicted team lineup come out this week and they had Leicester Fang Fanganuku at outside center. Who, been, who wrote that? Was that from the Crusaders? Uh, was it was one of the, their Instagram page or right. Twitter or something? And, and, it's, and, it's, and I think it's that's a case of Leicester
1: right. Fanganuku is just awesome and they're trying to find a way to fit him in.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to fit all those those puzzle pieces in that back line. Mm. Um, but imagine that back line as well with Sevu Reese, Will Jordan, Maziah Punavai on the wing as well. I think I'd be excited to see him. But any of them, you walk into this back line for the Crusaders and it's a well oiled machine. You're going to get solid. Or even
1: the guy in the first trial who I think scored either two or three tries, Tamati, I forget his last name now. Williams. No, sorry, not him. Similar name, but winger, and actually similar build. He looks Shefiyaki? like a mini prop, huh? Shefiyaki? No, it wasn't Shafiyaki. No, no, no. Oh,
2: the other, the Fijian guy. Yeah, the Fijian guy he built those little a... tank. His he name. was a weapon. Yeah, he is uh, exciting. See if I can find it, um, while well, you look him up. But yeah, look uh, for me. It's it's, well, it's a late of power for the Crusaders front front forward pack, uh, mm-hmm. giving them a real solid base and just too much excitement in their back line. Will Jordan to get a thousand points and the Crusade Crusaders to win this?
1: I think we've all said Will Jordan is bloody top fantasy this year, but the um, one player I'm surprised he didn't mention because uh, I and I'm assuming he's not injured, what? but uh, Tom Christie mate, the flanker, we've, he's got that down lock. Um, or is he just going to feature in the the workmen at the end of in the dessert mate?
0: Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't, I'm not so sure. You would think so with his tackle tackle rates, but. Um, his issue was he wasn't scoring enough points on attack last year. Matt Todd had that 30 point Todd stigma for a long time until Todd. he finally started to score a little bit more in attack. So, in his last year or two. And I, I think that maybe Tom Christie's in that same kind of grouping. Mm. It, it'll be interesting to see if he can get a ball in hand a little more. Yep. Very good. How good? A lot of points. By the way,
2: Crusaders win.
0: Uh, no, I. that's all I can see happening. I think a lot like the the Waratahs versus Reds trial, the Highlanders versus Crusaders trial means absolutely nothing. Yep. Mate, it's under the roof. It's points for days and how good? Tony, Tony Brown head the Crusaders coach, Tony, won anyway. Yeah. Tony Brown head coach. You know, Yes. They're.
1: It's exciting. Let's Very roll good.
0: into that uh, next right. one, the Reds v Rebels. So... First of all, ret- returning, you've got Siliasi Bunavalu, who was expected to play on the bench in his first Super Rugby, rugby game last week. The uh, You can take the player out of the NRL, Rugby League, but you can't take Rugby League out of the player. He really brought his Rugby League expertise just doing some off-field stupid shit, didn't he? Yeah, mate, didn't him a single game to get banned. <laughs> so Isaiah Parisi really is a bit of a saint coming from rugby league.
1: Mate, I I like it. He's just showing his physicality in all facets of his life. Really, you know what mate, I mean? He's just ready to. He's ready to show it's
2: everyone. It's also on the rugby, rugby push. field. Push. It might be nothing. There
0: was a punch in the head, mate. No, it isn't. Everyone's been put out as a. Punch. Sorry, mate. Okay, allegedly, allegedly. Don't you talk about the top fantasy player a in a the drunken run- punch in the head? Yeah.
2: Well, that's. Don't, don't
1: you talk about the top Australian fantasy player like that, mate? Allegedly, all right. It's all allegedly.
0: Anyway, so he should be back on the bench. And if he's as physical as he is at the nightclubs, <laughs> then he's going to be oh, big. Uh, Brendan pangra Moster as well. Look, he missed last week with a neck injury. There weren't really any details about how bad it was, but it seems like it was minor. So he's one to keep an eye out for. Obviously going to mean a big difference to Alex Murphy's scoring as well. Um, mm. Look, I
1: on, on that, I think we, we said, obviously, we expect to share game time, but I think we still all have Alex Murphy perhaps as the front runner.
0: Uh, No, I'm going to go with a Wallaby to start if he's fit.
2: Okay, I I, I like Alex Murphy. Murphy will take minutes, but I think it's going to be a bit more than that for him to get that starting jersey, jersey back,
0: yeah. So, look, I think the biggest thing that will dictate the result here is the home ground advantage and the travel that the, the the Rebels have had to go through. About a week and a half, two weeks ago, the Rebels, on short notice, had to jump into their cars. some of them not even getting to say goodbye to their families, drive to Canberra so they could miss lockdown. And then once they got to Canberra, they had to be hosted by the Brumbies and did a trial against their runners last week while the Reds sharpened their knives the last couple of weeks in a row. And now they had to fly the same day that they're playing up to Queensland to play the Reds, which no other team is doing apparently this year and then fly home. Basically no one won when they were flying same day last year and Queensland didn't lose a single home game last year. So I think the writing is on the wall. The rebels are going to have an incredibly tough start to the season and all going well, the Waratahs may not have the worst for and against at the end of round two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so how mu- are you, you're, you're uh, doubling on. Down, settle and- down, settle down, I was, was going to say you're doubling down on your mortgage. mortgage yeah, mate, go on, we got the whole already. preview to go. So, oh, I don't know where you found this punch, huh? Big questions. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe you should go read rather than question me oh, in the middle of the podcast. So Rebels, the big questions for them was the 10-12 axis. So it's obviously Matt Tamua and who? Does he play 10? And then if so, then what are they doing at the 12 channel or vice versa as well? Um, Nelson, I think you you want Matt Tamua to play 12, do you? Yeah, look,
2: I, I see him more of a 12 and a leader in that role, Carter Gordon coming in with the support outside of him of Tamua. To me, I, I'm excited to see that. That's the future for them, you know, in terms of a, a new 10 coming through. So oh, I think that's the way I'd be going. Yes, he's very inexperienced. So I could see it if it doesn't happen like that. Mm. But um, I mean, similarly, we saw Tamua playing 12 a fair bit last year.
0: Yeah, with Deegan. And and Deegan wasn't setting the world a lights. So, obviously, it's something that they are open to. My, my only thing would be Carter Gordon probably hasn't had as much time as Deegan did with the side to get comfortable either, which may, sure. may uh, yep. weigh in as well. Campbell Magna is one of the centres. Who's going to be the other one? There's uh, Ilikena Vadogo. There's Lewis Holland. There's young Tonomapaya. Uh Vadogo and Tanamapea both played NRL
1: Automatic. Uh, sorry,
0: Vidogo played rugby league. He was in the uh, development squad for the Broncos. Whereas Tonumapaya is a little bit older. Been playing since twenty fourteen. But I, I like the stat. Last year he played for the Titans. He he averaged one hundred and twenty run meters a game.
2: Yeah, but league run meters, you get an extra ten every run.
0: Yeah, like don't get me wrong, it is more, <laughs> but that's still solid numbers. Yeah. Um. I've I've got. I reckon personally that it should be Louis Holland at twelve. I don't think it's going to be that. I reckon.
2: I would. I'd like to see it. Yeah, he's I, I reckon
0: Tonema Payas probably, mm. yeah, yeah, other center, but wait and see. There's no obvious answer at 12, to be honest. I love Vidogo, but it's about, it's about 90% because of the name.
2: Vidogo, no, Vidogo is a, a weapon. As yeah, well. I love young to see him.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Reese Hodge, I think he's going to fit in at fullback. Yeah. Dane Helipetty's still out long term with a concussion. So that's the obvious fit in there for me. Uh, flipping to the other side, front row, you've got no Cameron Orr, no Matt Gibbon either. So, you know, on one side, you've got the depth of Pony Farmer, Sealy and Lucio Sordoni. And then on the Cheetah. other side, I'm not really sure who's there, Sure, who's there? Sure. but the obvious one is Cobus hmm. Uh So I'm, I'm looking forward to him getting his pink budgies out again. <laughs> he, uh, he had a few big highlight moments last year, so looking forward to that.
1: Lucio, he, he'd
0: partner up well with Pony, two tall, massive guys. Yeah, that's right. Just some highlights in the props. Yeah. Um, loose forwards. Istinaserani's out still at the moment with a coming back from knee surgery, so we'll miss at least round one. They said so. For me, it's probably going to be Hardwick and Wilkin and six and seven because that's how they finished last year, which means Kennedy can take a place at eight, and I think he played a bit of six and eight there. So that that's the obvious one for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Wells not sure is, about Wells to be fair, yeah, Wells is an option as well. I think we, didn't and, seem to and, and we'd all like to see play. Gerald Skelton in there, but when we
1: don't,
2: well, I don't. Think I, we, I, I, I feel like that's a bit more of a, a stretch to, to make. Yeah. I, I'd love to see it. But look, that that back three, I honestly don't know if Hardwick's the guy that gets that jersey. Between him, Wilkin and Kemeny, they share their jerseys lots. Um, Hardwick, I think, is more of a seven. Kemeny, I think, is more of a six. And Wilkin is my choice out of the three of them to start. And he mainly plays seven. So would you drop
0: someone? Who else are you putting in? I, I put Kemeny, Wells in. I, I think saying,
2: We could well see Kemeny on the bench there.
0: And and who else is starting then?
2: Okay, Kemeny starting with Hardwick on the bench. You're saying Hardwick as a starting jersey.
0: So who's the third loose forward? So
2: Kemeny, Wells, and Wilkin.
0: Yeah. So who are you dropping? Is Nessarone injured? Yeah, that's how I started. So he just said, I just said. None of them are number eights. Yeah, Kennedy can play eight. I'm going to move on because you weren't paying attention. Um, look, thanks for that, Nelson. Really good uh, locks. Trevor Hosea, obviously big minutes this year. Big things expected for him. You also got Ignacio Calas, the Argentinian import, who is a possibility, or Ross Petty, who's obviously played over a long period of time, plays a bit of six and lock as well. I uh, know. I feel like they they go with Ross Halapeti because Petty because he's tried and true, and they don't like winning games, so they're not going to play their big Argentinian. But he's a big lump of meat as well so excited to see him on the flip side you got the Reds I think Daniel Tupo surely a start they eased him in last week the question for me is does that man Harry Hoopit comes in as well have they run that as like a you know two pod prop system where they kind of swap together or does Dane Zander actually take the starting jersey and really make it his own this year so I I don't know where they sit there you know all of us thought Hoopit pre-season Zander played really well I think it's interesting. I, I think it's literally a case of rewarding them for such a good preseason. So
1: Xander and Fio, as I was saying on Friday, they looked so incredibly fit. I've never seen them that fit ever. They've lost heaps of weight. I'd hate to think what Brad Thorn's done to them. But I think it's still evident they're, they're the number two props. You know what I mean? Hooper and Tupou are your number one starting props. Yeah. And the thing is, against the Rebels this game here, do you need to roll out your your starting props again or yeah. has yeah, Brad Thorne been uh, watching a lot of Chasing the Sun and he wants to bring in the bomb squad? Look, I,
2: I, I think it was quite clear last week that they wanted to ease Taniela Tupo back in. Yeah, And and they quite well could be pairing them up, him and Hooper, as their starters is is what we're sort of saying here. For well. me, that's a no-brainer. I mean, yeah. brags. Not that other nonsense
0: of start whoever you feel like. Uh, look... Other than that, I think the lineouts, despite James Chipperhansen coming in as the the other hooker option along with Ulysses for the Rebels, I think the change in locks in both teams. It means that the lineout's still going to be an absolute shit fight. Uh, the Reds, however, I believe will dominate the scrum. They dominated the Waratahs, who I thought were a lot better than than they performed last last week. And I think it's only going to get worse for the Rebels to get absolutely run over. Other than that, don't see a lot of changes really for the Reds lineup. No more, uh, so Lucan Lotto Lotto's not back yet? Just no. because that's a question. that Lucan Salakai Lotto definitely more back more. next week, so round three or on uh, draft rugby round two for fantasy footy. Yeah,
1: actually, I think they have a buy in round three, so they might be back the week after that. Sorry? I think the Reds have a buy in round three, actually, so they might be back the okay. week after
0: that. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Um, on top of that, look, my tip to finish, I'm going Reds by, what What they beat us? 41 to 7? Yep. 35 points they're going to win by. <laughs> nice
1: uh i'm gonna go a reds by um it just depends on how many minutes vunavalu gets so if he gets the whole second half you know 60 plus if he if he gets limited minutes probably just 40
2: plus so
0: yep i'm gonna say 24 reds by 24 it's probably more realistic all right
1: kick on <laughs> keep very on. good all right hurricanes and the blues to some teams you wanted to hear about uh, I just met Balladum in the Kiwi teams. Um, returning, Fraser Armstrong from a concussion or a series of concussions. He's, uh, we think, the probably top number one, top loose head. And Peter Amonger Jensen returning from paternity leave, the newly minted all black, definitely the favorite, we think, for the 13 jersey in the Hurricanes. Uh, and Dane Coles, uh, possibly coming back, not. Too sure. The latest quote I saw was from an article uh, after the preseason trials. Just said um, that uh, casualty the, award is that the one that you mean? Yes, the casualty award. But I also directly put it in here in our show notes um, uh, that the side, the Hurricanes A side, they ran out in the last bit of the trial match this weekend. Um, kind of looks like what they're likely to go with. Um, and frontliners Dane Coles and Reed Prince are the unlikely starters as they work their way back from injury in this coming week. Uh, Harry, is there any more you have to elaborate on that? or uh, Which one, sorry? Mm-hmm. On Dane Coles and Reed Princip. So I'm saying that I think they might be unlikely to start this uh, coming week.
0: No, look, a- a- as you said, I think they're just working their way back from injury. So no, n- nothing else yet. I think the Hurricanes will hopefully give us a little bit more info through the week. And mm-hmm. I think it'll just be wait and see. Which is awesome because uh,
1: you can just pick up Asafo Amua anyway. Uh, you just <laughs> have to be worried about him getting dropped in weeks to come. But um, anyway, with this, uh, so look, we're looking at Ardi Sevilla and Nani Lamape versus the Blues. Um, so <laughs> we'll have to see if they can carry 7.5 men on their shoulders each. But uh, no. Um, possible. It is possible. The Blues, I mean, look, the Blues were starting to really get somewhere last year and I think that they'll keep improving. Uh, I think, you know, I think we set it now uh, where we think the teams will finish up that firmly second for the Blues, I believe we all said. Um but, look, let's look more at the, the Hurricanes. So the Hurricanes trial against the Highlanders and what looks like their top team, Xavier Numia uh, with Fraser Armstrong, you know, possibly concussion coming back on the bench. Uh, Asafa Amua with Dane Coles might not be back. We've got Alex Fido down, Fido down here. Um, does that mean Tyrell Lomax is, not, uh, is injured or not in the pitch or anything? Sorry, I probably should have.
0: Wasn't, he wasn't in any of the trials and he wasn't listed as an injury, so I'm not really sure what's going on there. Well, I might have to think about picking up Alex Bidow then because uh, <laughs> as we mentioned in the draft pod, 0. 0.82 yeah, he points
1: per minute. Hell He's off. a weapon. Mm. Um, Locks. we reckon Blackwell, Scotty Scrafton, uh, the stock standards. Devon Flanders in at six. We really like him. Duplicy Karifi, who will be a little bit more valuable this year because penalties are now only worth minus four points, remember, and not minus five. Uh, Sevilla at eight. Captain, That's like Artis 10 here.
0: extra points for Karifi per game. Yeah, pretty much right. <laughs>
1: Um Tomatine, Jackson guard, uh, Garden Batcher at, at in the halves. And so we have uh what we have here uh Wes Housen and Julian Sevilla on the wings. Uh is Rayasi not looking to start this week, Harry, or
0: uh, look, I'm, I'm just going off that trial. It looks like they rolled out their strongest team and Ray Arce was on the bench. So obviously the three of us, especially myself, has been just expecting that it's Ray Arce's year. But joining to be a captain on one of the trial sides, he's played on the wing in both of them. He's obviously obviously in the picture for a start. So, yeah, I uh, I hope it's Ray Arce, even though, you know, I, we all do love the bus, But um, yeah, it yeah, could be the starter. Sure. Um, well, and first look, first pick might've just changed, mate. <laughs> it,
1: it might be Julius Sevilla. You don't know. Um, but yeah, and centres La Mape and Peter Mung-Jensen and fullback Jordy Barrett. And speaking of Jordy Barrett, he was talking up Julian Sevilla's um, phys- conditioning and uh, how he's been playing in preseason and uh, in the trials. So he's really, really made a push. Uh, I think what is 28, 29, severe 28. Could be older than that. 28 um and yeah he clearly is his business he wants to play minutes um he's not here to just participate so yes um
2: well we've talked, 30. talked about 30. yeah man I, I felt like you were definitely wrong 30. Just, well 20, 20, 28 first. is 28 is sweet no well, it's, surely
1: well, after right.
0: pastors pastures. But- <laughs>
1: Surely, what plays into a little bit is that cool. Artie is now captain, and so he wants his brother playing. You know what I mean? Uh, the captain gets a bit of a say. So not that much.
2: Take I, that look, in. Harry, I could never pick Harry for one of our teams.
1: <laughs> is that on ability or just because he's your brother? Uh, what's it? Multiple things. No comment. All right. Um, we talked a lot about props. Yeah. Look, I think Fraser Armstrong's still your number one loose head, but uh, there's Xavier Nu'mia in there vying for that one. Uh, in the tight head, yeah, we don't know what's going on with Lomax, but All Black Tyrell Lomax, I would think probably the strongest scrummager uh, in the squad. So I would think he's your number one tight head. But behind him, we have uh, Tevita Maffaleo and Alex Fidel. I've, we've all been waiting for the day that Alex Fidel just starts every week. He is uh, an amazing crop. So get amongst it with him. Um, yeah, okay. In the back three, that's the big conversation, really. So look, we've all just said we think Ray Arsie's in there. Mm. Um, who feels... Uh, so Jordy Barrett is a lock on fifteen. I mean, I personally would hope he just went and played 10 and um, get rid of Jackson Garden matchup. But, uh, look, he can't have everything you want. So who – I guess we just talked about it. Who, who locks it down? We've got – we think Ray is a lock on that left wing. No, we don't.
0: Um, we literally just said that it we, could we be just, Julian Sevilla. Yeah. No. Sorry.
1: We, we think he should be a lock on that left wing.
2: Yeah, don't don't say lock. Like no, we, we have no idea. The I guess lock in that back three is Geordie Barrett.
1: Without circling really around it, safe, I guess I you reckon. kind of – uh, Ray Arcee and Julian Sevilla play a similar role. And on the other wing, you'd have Husin.
2: Uh, he's an campaigner. He's been there for a long time, and he's done a lot of good for them.
1: He has Vince Arso uh, as well. We talk about just being unfortunately Don't think he
0: played trials. Don't think he's around. Something's going on there.
1: All oh, right. Okay. Well, yeah, we talk about him being the ultimate benchy, so it's hard for him to get a starting gig. But look, some other. I just thought I'd mention some other players that are in the picture: Lalagi uh, who was a fantastic fullback for the Blues for a couple of years. Um, this are you sure really like chip podcast, mate? Come on, Visson is not getting near that side, yeah,
2: mate. Just
1: well, mate, so what I like, Geordie at 10, him at 15, but anyway, it going to happen though, is it? Ruben Love, uh, actually, he really he's did more light chance, up. but no, he, he did really light up the trials. He's a 19 year old, just pretty much a younger replica of Wes uh, Hussein. Um, and he he scored a few tries in the not this weekend, but the first trial game last weekend. Um, not that Wes, I thought Wes was even a bit older, is it still in the 25s? so not even an old man yet but um, anyway so uh, the Blues uh, what have we got players not considered with injury for the last trial uh, Vikenna Ray Nua TJ Fahani Dylan Hunt Narawa Jone Masalai Nakalai two as well that as much as you can and uh Josea Maraku who
0: yeah the ones that are important here and again we haven't got details on if how, how bad these injuries are but TJ Fiani and Dylan Hunt are the two that we thought were were real shots at starting Fiani obviously at inside center but Dylan Hunt, I honestly I thought that he should be their first choice seven this year I know that there's going to be a lot of people backing up Dalton Papaliki and and Blake Gibson but Hunt was an, oh, an absolute weapon for the Highlands for a couple of years in a row there. He I'm definitely in Team Papalii with Nielsen. I'm on
2: Team Papalii. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Hunt's, Hunt is very, very solid, though. I can I, I I agree that he has to be in that debate.
1: Yeah. But look, that leads us into who the hell starts in the back row. They have a plethora of back rowers. Uh, I think it's going to be really hard to not start Akira Yawani and hoskins to tutu um, Like... They both were, have been killing it in the All Blacks. Akira really came through, particularly at test level last year. Um, he was starting for the All Blacks at the, at the end of that campaign. Um, so 2-2, obviously, probably like the back rower of Fantasy Rugby 2020, can
0: we say? No. Almost? No. Who but was It's great that you feel that way because you should pick him up first then. Uh, look, the only other thing there is obviously Tom Robinson was a Big cat, red. one of the starters, Big souls. Yeah. Uh, captain for one of the trial games as well. So I mean, they clearly rate him very highly as well. They've they've literally just got way too many good players. Yep.
1: The outside backs. Uh, I think this might be easier than the Hurricanes, but uh, they again have lots of them. So Caleb Clark got to be starting. Mark Tuala got to be starting. And uh, and you both think Stephen Perra franchise in the fifteen jersey yep. with uh, no Bowden Barrett.
0: Yeah, I think that's a gimmick, it. and I can't wait to see pair of franchise. I
1: don't think there's there's no smokies of uh, we've said Nar- Narawa's not available because he's injured, yeah. but uh, my boy Zan Sullivan. We no, like, again, again, we
0: just—the main thing is this is a preview. <laughs> you you keep thinking that this is the Mitre Ten Cup or something, and they're giving every eighteen-year-old a chance.
2: Yeah,
0: Steven Perra franchise is still mid fullback, mate, all season it's long.
2: Un,
1: it's not arguing. All right, I, again, I only say that because I don't like their ten, and I want Para franchise to play ten. But that's
0: just terrible. Like, yeah, I'm with you as well, but it, I'm I'm more realistic, mate. You're just <laughs> picking what you want to be in the team. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um,
1: all right, it, at centers, if if uh, TJ Farney's is out, uh, Tanyelu to Leia, um, We've okay. seen a lot of him. He's played on the wing before, but he is a centre. Um, could he could he slot in as inside centre, him and Rico in the pairing? Is that what?
0: Well, yeah, he, he played there in the trial, and it was a bit hard to distinguish between their two teams. They really chopped and changed a lot. But mm-hmm. to me, I think he's probably their next in line at 12, yeah. All
1: right, and last question for the Blues. Uh, there hasn't been any mentions of Finlay Christie, someone who uh, Harry's a big fan of. Um, Is he gone? Jonathan Ruru had an absolute blinder scoring a couple of tries. uh, Three tries. Tris, the triple. Um... Yeah, what well, no Finlay and Christie out of the race, or
0: just we
2: don't know what's going just, on with him. We just
0: haven't again, it's just we haven't seen him again. Yeah, they they played Sam Nock in one of the halves in the, the game of three halves last week, then and they Roo had Ruru on the other one. And yeah. he, Finlay Christie wasn't on the bench, he wasn't listening The players not playing because of injury. So we just we're just not sure. I think Ruru is your number one. Sam Nock is in there because he has that majestic mullet, and that's just my uh my pick of it. But um. Know what you guys think? So, have you ever watched Super Rugby before? Because some of the <laughs> lines you're coming up with in this preview are just god awful.
1: Well, I mean, look, I I have watched some, and I was in the fantasy finals Wait, last year. I don't Craig's, think either of you were, but uh, Craig's
2: is that beanie too tight? That could be it. <laughs>
1: could be cutting off circulation. Actually, if I take it off, I might be bald like Nelson's. He's, so I might
2: he's just in a
0: plane, off. mate, without any oxygen or anything. So maybe he's got no air. It could be that. It could be that. Look, Craig's. Who's going to win this, and by how much?
1: Uh, the Blues and
0: by, I'm going to say, 15. All right. I'm going big. Okay. I feel like that's um, big. I'm going to go the Blues by five.
2: I'm going to go Blues by 10. <clears throat> it's a bit Very different. good. Well, let's move on. Brumbies and the Tars. Yeah, that that's what I going to gonna win by. Mate, the final matchup here. Um, we might get to see the return of Solomon Kata after his leg injury, Scotty Sio after his back, Tepei Mororoa after his knee, and Lockie Swinton after his ban for being an absolute menace. How long um, is he banned again? <laughs> yeah, no, we we need no more of those in the Tars. Look, the the Waratahs really have a lot of work to do from last week, and I think you throw in. Lockie Swinton, and it doesn't help. He can be an absolute menace, but they just need some control and some composure.
0: Uh, I mean, I reckon they need a lot more than that, mate. They physicality <laughs> did not match up. Nothing and Swinton. Did. Hopefully Swinton just puts Noel Alessia on his ass all game. Yeah. And be quiet on his ass all game. He needs to do the tackling for the whole forward pack, basically. No, mate,
2: Tizana made 25, and he made some beast tackles. Send both of them up together. I honestly think they will. To just kill people. Yeah, they have to.
0: It's the only solution.
2: That's the Waratahs game plan, and there's that's all it says on the whiteboard.
0: Yeah, Those m- two kill murder people. nine and ten.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, this, this is going to be a tough one to, to watch if you're a Taz fan. Look, for, <laughs> <laughs> for Lepa Inga... Look, if if you were Craig's, would you be concerned of his performance last last week in fantasy? Uh, no, I'm not concerned. I, I wouldn't be. But look, he didn't do much last week. He didn't find himself working himself into that game. Um, also, that the Brumbies driving more was shut down very comprehensively by the Force. You know, I, I think there's going to be better chances for them this year, this week against the Waratahs, purely because the Waratahs don't have that solid of a you know, a line out that haven't been that physical last week, as Harry said. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if they can hold up, you know, that, that driving more of the Brumbies. But is it, does it mean the I've Brumbies are a little bit both. weaker or does it mean the force were amazing there?
0: You know, it's probably a little bit of both considering, oh, well, actually, you know, the Brumbies haven't lost many personnel either in their oh. front row. So yeah, the force were good.
2: The force must have been good. But um, or hopefully the Brumbies are rusty and they'll be more rusty this week. But we'll see, I doubt it. Um, look, that that center pairing for me last week was one of the highlights. Simone and Ikatau uh, absolute weapons, and they just worked really well with each other. Ikatao played very well off Simone. Uh he he has been very impressive. And I mean, he's what, twenty two? Yeah, this is his so. first real crack last year. He had a few matches, but uh, I'm very excited to see how he goes. He's gone up in the books for me off the, the back of that performance as well. He had his hand in everything and he, w- he was just an absolute menace on that field.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very good.
2: Um, the, the tricky part of this equation for me is Solomon Where does he fit in? Does he fit in on, as a centre? Does he come into the wing and we see the Mack Hansen or Muirhead drop, Muirhead drop. It's to very the- easy, yeah. Andy Muirhead's gone. Man, I don't know. Gone. If we actually be realistic, rather than just listen to what Craig says, it's going to be a tough decision for them.
0: You know, honestly, I think that Craig's is completely wrong. Muirhead will start.
2: I think it's Hanson goes to the bench. Yeah, drop him. Or the second most likely is Kata comes off the bench. Yeah, the one thing out of that equation is Muirhead definitely starts. Yeah, so drop him. you know, <laughs> it's all good, Craigs. Don't worry, mate. We we know you're here. You don't need to keep speaking up. Um, but look, the Brumbies Scrums had absolutely smashed the Tars Scrum. Um, second half with McInerney and and CO, they're they're quite McInerney. solid as well. McInerney. and the, the the Tars getting weakened, losing some of their starters. I, this could be bad for the Tars. But again, I mean the the Tars forward pack last year, you know, there's been a couple of changes in the locks. Um, they're the the biggest changes. And the the forward pack was very good in scrums last year. So
0: Mate, you got no Tom Robinson, which means Angus Bell's no mm. longer coming off the bench.
2: It, look, he started matches last year on occasion and was was very good in the scrum. And
0: no, you know, you, once you or twice he yeah. I'm saying the reserve. They they don't have any reserve front no, row. No, but I mean, so once Scott Seal and McInerney come in, yeah, we're dead. versing our bum Waratahs second our uh, front row. We're gonna get smoked, mate, mate. He wasn't throwing shade at Angus Bell, mate. Please.
2: No, that's when that Bell comes off. Harry said. Never. Harry yeah. said when Bell comes off.
0: Yeah, there's a penalty, <laughs> penalty bums, kick to the corner. Yeah. Waratahs don't understand how to lift their jumpers just yet and yeah. then rolling off our, for our yeah. finger try. Yeah. Rinse, repeat. That'll be what we're watching. Let, let's talk a little bit about, about the Waratahs. Who is their
2: captain? Angus Bell. Angus Bell. We all want it. I've read a bunch of articles, and it's throwing Jack Dempsey out, who's leaving next year, and throwing other old people that we've already mentioned. Harry won't follow if, if. Well,
1: look, our, our listeners, our listeners in Queensland will probably mail Harry down a
0: Reds jersey if Alex Newsom gets the captaincy announced um, this week. So I'll take a Sun Reds. I'm keen. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> now, look, it, I, I would go for Jack Dempsey if he hadn't said that he's leaving. What you can't pick a captain for leaving the team. I agree, and my new O'Connor tried to leave. So okay. do we just go Carlo Tizano there, just straight in?
2: <laughs> no, I think you give it the bell. I mean, he is the next Hooper, so that's true. Maybe you can give it to Tizano. But look, this forward pack, Swinton, we, we're we happy to see him back. Does that mean Will Harris drops to the bench? For me, I think it does. Tizano was too good, and he, he feels a role that Will Harris and Swinton just won't do, uh, and that's a role that they need to have there as well. So a, a little bit of an uptick maybe in that back row. or um, well, definitely. The Waratahs, yeah, ripe for the taking in that forward pack and the scrums, but... Do we see – surely we see Tupo back in for a, for a start. What am I talking about? I'm looking at red, Reds' B front row there. So yeah. the Reds' B front row last week, yeah, they started their weaker front row and that still dominated the Tars. Yes. So quite, did get, quite concerning.
1: Did, did you get confused when you saw Isaiah Parisi? You thought it was talk, – talking about the Reds, <laughs> mate. <might>. Probably, mate. <laughs> Isaiah
2: Parisi, who's also not going to be in the Tars for a few weeks, who replaces him in in the centres? We're probably looking at Moriwai coming in, teaming up with Newsome. Something that we definitely didn't want to see. No one gonna eat a wasi uh, on one wing. I just said it. Craig's ways in the wing and eat a wasi. Is that what you you normally say, Crags?
1: Yeah. Where are your keys? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then uh, Ram and Maddox to round out that that back three. Jack Grant was quite promising in his you know time last week. I thought. Um, He was the top try scorer in shoot shield in 2019 before going to Japan in 2020. So, I mean, he loves a snipe and he is an exciting player, but he just doesn't have that class or that, you know, he hasn't been there, done that like Gordon.
0: Huge loss. I was a little, little bit worried about James Ram as well. You know, they, there were some lingering doubts over his groin injury as well, the overload kind of injury that yeah. he must be managing. He was pretty average. He was very, I know the Waratahs were quiet, so maybe it's just a symptom of that, but he was pretty quiet last week.
2: I don't know if the ball got out to him very much, but he didn't seem to go, go looking look. for it. Yeah. yeah, he didn't go looking for it. There's also reports about Tizano having, you know, saw hammies, tight hammies after carrying the team in defence. So shoulders, Should man. Yeah, no, he's, it was his hammy. But,
0: um, yeah, look, how much, how much of the Brumbies going to win this? by, boys. Uh, all I was thinking is this will be the shortest podcast ever because we can literally cut Kargi out and it'll be two-thirds <laughs> the length and the same amount of insight will be said. But the Brumbies, I think, by a lot. I think by 25. Craigs? Waratahs by five. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah,
1: Brumbies, I Brumbies by 15, I'm 15 for
2: sure. I'm concerned far more this week. I think we're going to see a Brumbies record win against the Tars. Yeah. I'm going to say 35. Jesus. Oh, dear. <laughs>
1: Very good. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to our final section. Deserto. Just for Harry, because I know he loves it when I do that. Yeah remix it how you will Deserto. God what chigan do with that Deserto. Uh, we're great players from 2020 Harry I think you're the one who drew this up why don't you rip into it for us?
0: Okay, so we're great players. We're looking for those that make a lot of tackles and a lot of runs per game. The idea being when you're looking for fantasy footy players, a lot of it is about consistency. So, yes, it's great to have the blokes that are good for a highlights reel like Caleb Clark, but if he only scores one in every four games, then in actual fact, he's actually not going to get you many wins. So these are the guys that you should be able to bank points on every single week, and to be honest, it's how I've built a lot of my teams in the past as well. So a couple of – I've gone – Averages per game for all these stats. I'll rattle off a couple of each and then we'll go to the combined tables for what really matters. So top tacklers from the new, from Aotearoa last year, Cullen Grace on 16 mm-hmm. a game, Tommy Robinson, Big Sauce on 16 a game. Then it drops right back down to Dylan Hunt, Shannon Frizzell, Sam Kane, Tom Christie around the 12. So head and shoulders above Cullen Grace and Tom Robinson there. Then over in the carries in Aotearoa, Geordie Barrett had the most carries at 13.8. Willie Jordan at 12.5 and Nani the same. DMAC 12.38, so actually ran the ball a lot more than I thought considering that I, I thought he was actually dishing a lot more last yep. year. Uh, and one more, Peter Gus and Marina Machialitu, both 11.88 as well, so big loose forwards with a lot of running power. The combined, that means, if you're looking across the board, is – 23 actions per game in runs and tackles for Cullen Grace, which is probably why he was such a weapon when it came to point scoring. Not only that, but he was making line breaks every single time as well. But 23 actions per game. Shannon Frazel, 21.5. I think he's due for a dip this year, though. So caution there. Hoskins to 2-2 at 20.5. Peter Gus 20.5 as well. Again, caution with uh, Lachlan Beaucher coming in for him. Did we not talk about Lachlan Beaucher? Yeah, there's no doubt about Oh, my yeah, God.
2: Too. Or Jacobson. Or Luke Jacobson? No, they're going to buy. Oh, that's why.
0: <laughs> That'll be why. Oh, well, we still got it. Or Max, we, we still got <laughs> yeah. it in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, and, and then Tommy Robinson at 20 as well. So you, you mentioned Tom Christie, Kargi as well. So Sam Kane and Tom Christie, 19 actions per game each as well. So there's your yeah, 30-point Todd kind of input.
2: Look, I'll start rolling through some of these Aussies. If we go into the tackle count, a guy that, I mean, we're not very surprised by being up there is Fergus Lee Warner. Last year, he was an absolute machine with 13.5. Michael Hooper, no surprises up there with 12.63 as well. That's probably a bit lower than I'd be expecting for him, to be fair. Um, Surprisingly, Angus Wagner, the, the prop. 12.33. 12.33. It is a German name, Wagner. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. But I don't know. I don't think that's how he pronounces it. And Harry Wilson and Dane Zander with 12. Uh, that's that top sort of echelon. There's only one name we're going to see repeated in that top list of carries. Issa got Nasirani got 14. Filippo Dalgunu, 11.7. And this is the man, Harry Wilson, 11.2, uh, followed up by DHP 11. So, the only person we're seeing, you know, featuring that top four or five of both in the Aussie conference is Harry Wilson. We know he has a big work rate, um, and he's he's right up there. Also, for the combined, we had Henry Stowers. He's not, yeah, there. He, he topped both runs and tackles, but we just cut him. But he's no the longer there. This is just for a little bit of a comparison. Twenty six point seven one. That showed how good he was. Our next top, so the guy that's actually still playing, is Harry Wilson with 23.2, but closely followed up by in Asirani with 23.17. Fergus Lee Warner with 22.75, and then Lockie Swinton with 21.75. Drops off after there. No others in that 20 list.
0: So there's a lot of names, but let's just go to the overall combined list between AU and Aotearoa for tackles and runs, because obviously that's what really matters. So who are your most consistent players in the game for points? Number one, funnily enough, was Stowers, who's no longer around. Harry Wilson at <laughs> second, Isi Nasirani, Cullen Grace, Fergus Lee, Warner, and Lockie Swinton actually roll out the next five. Who would have thought? Aaron Frizzell, Satutu, Peter Gus, and Tom Robinson. And then you get down to the likes of your Canes, Christies, Lamape, Ala Alatoa, Kiriwane, Mike- Mikel They're all the big names that are scoring fantasy points, and that's why. Look, I, I, one interesting take out of this is when you look at that top f- five or six,
2: they're mainly Aussies. So Aussies have to work very hard because they just don't have the flair that the Kiwis have. This is the only list you're going to see lots of Aussies stacking
0: the top of when we're talking about fantasy footy ever again. The only, the only thing we can say is that means that the Aussie game must be mass, much faster. if They're playing a lot more attacks and runs or, and carries. Or certain attacks. players do everything.
1: And can I just note that was I correct in that Sam Kane is featuring up on that uh, and not Lachlan Boucher? Uh, uh, Sam Kane yeah. features
0: along with Tom Christie. So, yeah, I guess another Lachlan, number seven that might be over, what, overtaking him this year. What we didn't actually, <laughs> was, what we didn't actually, I respect. Include, uh, Pilfers and like
2: exciting stuff that Seven should be doing, that Kane would be low on the list, though. Yeah, very. Let's not turn this into a <laughs> Sam Kane dash. We love Sam Kane, just not as much. <laughs>
1: I think the listeners know where we stand on this and that you're wrong, but uh, no, look very good. That's the work, rate. Um, yeah, absolutely. The players you want to build your team around once you've done picking your flair, your rocks and diamonds, you know, at least you got to have a stab at them first, or if you like me, your whole team. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's what you want from, for your fantasy players. Uh, I think this is going to do us for another one. Um, our drafts on Thursday. If we have time, we'll chuck out an OG League uh, post. Otherwise, I'm sure Harry and Nelson will be uh, throwing out all kinds of stuff on the socials in the next couple of days.
2: Yep, Go, go check out uh, Instagram and Twitter. We've got our new player cards this year that we're going to be rolling out week to week. Um, they look schmick. I think they look better than last year's.
0: Yeah, shameless self-promotion. Love it. Very proud of them. Very good.
1: Uh, and until uh, otherwise, we'll catch you uh, next week. The first round of draft rugby to review. See you then. Who?